I was meditating the word, and the Lord asked me, do you know why I took the children of Israel through the wilderness? So I've learned from experience when I'm asked a question to cut the journey short, I quickly say, I don't know. Why waste time? <laughs> Just the fact that he's asking you a question means you don't know the answer, that's why. <laughs> So I don't attempt to answer. I said, I don't know. Why? He said, now, they were the children of Abraham by lineage. But they had nothing that looks like Abraham in their, their spirit. So now watch. Watch. You carry a covenant of promise. But when God looks at you, and he sees that the person he would dispossess to give the blessing to you is just is sometimes even better than you. So then he will put pressure on you not because he hates you but because he loves you. He's trying to get the blessing to you. But being a just God, he cannot dispossess a man who is better than you. He has to change you. So the way he looks at you, he sees a new man that's better than the unsaved. Hallelujah. Come on, are you following what I'm showing you? He said they were just, they were Egyptians. And they were only Israeli by name. So I have to take them through. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, he said he suffered their manners. In other words, he was training their manners. When children are growing up, what are you training? Their manners. They start crying, you beat their behind. Because they're throwing a tantrum. Of course, Dr. Dr. Sparks told you that you will injure them permanently. <laughs> and they asked him, so where would the children get this value from? He says that they will get it from within themselves. You're right. Who taught you how to lie? Here, you are still in your diapers. Did you take the candy? Mm-mm. But you are sitting on it. <laughs> huh? Haven't you seen babies that are still in their diapers and all of a sudden a fight breaks out? Where did they get that from? Where are you going to get the value from? He said, foolishness is bound. He didn't say it existed. He said it is bound in the heart of a child. He said, but the rod. <laughs> so look at what the Lord said to me. He said, the grown-ups don't know that you have to become a child to enter the kingdom. Amen. And the same foolishness that's bound on the physical child is bound on the spiritual child. Amen. And the rod of correction is what drives it. You might be saying, well, I'm 50, I'm 60, I ain't a kid anymore. But look at how you're acting. Yep. You're still pouting like this. 
You are still. Mm. Come on. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm getting some help. I didn't expect this much help. Oh, Lord, I celebrate. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Watch now. He said, He judges you so you will not be condemned with the world. While the preacher is telling you, Oh, you're saved. You know, once saved, always saved. You, you're getting made. You say, now, but the Lord is not listening to the preacher. Amen. <laughs> he said, he corrects you, he disciplines you, so you will not be condemned. Now, in the several weeks I'll be talking about this, I will show you exciting promises made to those that God can correct. That, that part is so exciting to me because when God starts correcting me, I know there's something around the corner. He's saying, son, I have to beat your behind because what's ahead of you, you're going to end up disqualifying yourself. Hallelujah. That's a big blessing around the corner. That's a breakthrough around the corner. I can't let you stay like this. I love you too much. I have something. Hey, I have a blessing for you. No devil will take from you. And I'll do whatever it takes to get you there. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You need to thank him this morning for his chastisement. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You ought to celebrate that you will not be condemned with the world. Hallelujah. You're not going to end up with them. You're not going to end up like them. Huh? Glory. Proverbs says a child left to himself is an embarrassment to his mama. You can't be left alone. But there is no place in the kingdom of God for rebels. You won't make it. You remember, we studied this on Wednesday night. But as I came in and they were singing, he told me, put, put it in this message also. Look at it. I think we read it in Hebrews 13. Okay, one to go. Obey them that have the rule over you. And? Uh -huh. Watch. Stop. You notice? He says, your job is to obey them that have? That means that somebody has to have rule over you. There's nothing to debate. That means when they tell you to do something, you do it. If you don't do it, you're in rebellion. I don't know who you're praying to, but the one you're praying to, this is what he said. If somebody doesn't have a rule over you, then you're a rebel. And no rebel can find a kingdom. He said, now, I didn't finish it on Wednesday, but he told me to show it to you and finish it here in this service before we get to Wednesday. Watch. He said, the reason you obey them is because they watch for your soul. They're not playing politics with you. Amen. They know what God requires. Amen. 
Watch. As they that must give account. That's what's amazing to me. That believers don't believe the Bible. He said that I will give account for you. God will ask me about you. He said, I must, you notice the must, give account that they may do it with joy. And he's telling you now, I told you we're taking an open book test. We will be judged by the Bible. There's nothing else. This is the exam. And he said, you should act in such a manner that when God asks me about you, that I should be excited. To talk about you and how you serve God with me and who you were to me. You don't want God to ask me about you. I said, okay, Lord. Now you know. He says that this account may be given with joy and not with grief. Because that's not going to profit you. If somebody cannot tell you something in this kingdom that God gave authority over you and you obey, then you, your destiny is questionable. Amen. And so many people will be shocked what will happen at death because they keep rebelling from church to church. As soon as the pastor corrects them, they leave. As soon as something happens, they leave. And they keep prosecuting a destiny that's not in the scriptures. And I've been saying it through the years. I don't know who you are until I correct you. Amen. It's only after I correct you that I know who you are. Every other thing you've been telling me up until then is nonsense. Because that's the same way God is. He knows his sons. And I'm, I'm going to read it to you. He said, I know my sons when I correct them. Not those that are praising me and making noise. It's only when I correct you, when I didn't meet your timetable, when I withhold blessing from you because of your disobedience and you take it and you're still praising me. Uh -huh. Then I now know you belong to me. Amen. This is the kingdom gospel is what I'm preaching to you. Not the lying doctrine. Preachers that are trying to hold to people are preaching. Somebody must have rule over you in this kingdom. Otherwise you don't belong to the Lord. One guy was here insulting the Lord in me, making noise. So I said, where are you headed with all these nasty attitudes and belligerence? I said, have you seen this text? He said, that's not what it means. I said, oh, okay. Then you tell me what it means. I haven't heard the interpretation yet. He said, the watch for your soul. If a man does not watch for your soul, you don't need to be fooling with him. But if a man is strong enough to tell you, no, you're wrong, repent. If, if your pastor can't do that, change churches. They hate you. Do you know how many years I've been in the ministry? How many children I've raised, both naturally and spiritually? You getting upset with me doesn't move me. 
I know my assignment, and I'm going to stay on it. Because I know that if you follow what I'm telling you, hallelujah, breakthroughs all the way. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can point to Antonio and say, that's my son. I don't need you to tell me you are my son. Let me say it. Because I've corrected him, and he followed the instructions to the letter. And God cleared him and said, okay, now he's free. And nothing has happened since but the blessing. But when I correct you and I see a long face, I know you are not my child. You are unequal. My mom used to say, we count the mileage after the race. Not now. How you're going to end up, that's the issue. Not now. He says, you obey them that have rule over you. So, because I've been coming, preaching, the glory is moving and miracles are happening, yeah. testimonies are abounding, yeah. we are seeing the decrees coming to pass. Yeah. And we started totaling all the decrees that we have made and the things that are happening. I started from New York when Governor Cuomo said that they stopped COVID and God didn't do it. And I flew to New York. What's the capital of New York? Is it Albany? And I flew to Albany, New York and stood in front of his house. I said, Lord, I unseat him from the throne. I said, there are two choices. Either he dies or you remove him from office. It wasn't two, three weeks later. The scandal broke out and he's gone. And we started chronicling the Disney thing, the CNN thing. I said, now we, we, we're going in the sports arena and we're going into the court system. Hallelujah. Woo! Power. Power. And I said to the armor bearers, what do you think will happen to anyone if I turned that same decree against you personally? No, the reason you're making noise is because I haven't done anything. I don't do anything because I know what will happen. I don't, I've never made a decree against anyone. I haven't said anything. And they keep making noise that I'm cursing people. If I cursed you, you will not live to tell it. No, I just let you go ahead and break your neck. If you see what the decrees I'm making are producing, and you think I cost you and you're still here, you need a slap offering to be, such, <laughs> to be so dumb and confused. No, you won't live. I haven't done any such thing. I'm just telling you what does say the, the word of the Lord. Somebody has to have rule over you. It's not negotiated. It's after you do what I'm telling you to do, then I will listen to what you have to say. Other than that, God will not let me. I will never submit to you. He will reject my leadership. And you can be upset with me, but God is, if God is not upset, carry on. Hallelujah. 
you will start celebrating chastisement by the time I finish this series. Glory to God. Now watch. I want to read that verse 32 again. That, that made such an impact on me. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord. You don't tell God how to chasten you. It's only in America that grown-ups and teenagers are doing the same thing. You correct a teenager. They want to tell you how to correct them, where you should have corrected them, your tone, and on and on. By the time they finish, they are the parent and you are the child. It's only in America that you can finish those statements. Where I come from, while the words are in your mouth, you will see seven stars. <laughs> Nobody will tell you to shut up. He said, but God is doing it so you will not be condemned. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, you need to say it. I will not be condemned. With the world. With the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I celebrate. I celebrate. Come on, say it. So I celebrate. I celebrate. The chastisement. Of the Lord. Of the Lord. Amen. amen. And amen. amen. Glory to God. Amen. amen. Glory to God. Come on right now. Take a minute and pray. If you know you are not under authority, then make a commitment that you will be under authority. Someone will have a rule over you. You're going to obey. You will not allow Satan to win over you. You are not going to be condemned with the world. Hallelujah. Ask God to help you understand the body of Christ. So that you will be one with him, the Lord Jesus. That his family is your family. Hallelujah. And your family is where you are transparent. Your family is where you are vulnerable. Your family. As Jesus showed his wounds to his disciples. Your family is where you reveal your stuff. You will not be part of the fake church. Glory to God. Lord, we thank you for your word, for your chastisement. We celebrate what you have done. Correct our hearts, O oh Lord. Correct us, O oh Lord. Help us to judge ourselves so we will not be judged. We repent of our sins. We repent of our rebellion and stubbornness. We repent of our errors. Lord, pour your grace upon us that communion with you will not bring damnation to us, but it will bring life unto us. We give you praise, and we receive it by faith, believing that you've heard our prayers. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that we will not end up condemned with the world. We celebrate this word this morning, and we will use it to go higher. We'll use it to triumph over the enemy. Yep.
use it to obtain every promise the enemy is trying to cause us to forfeit we bless this bread and wine and we receive it with joy in Jesus name the Lord Jesus the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he break it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you receive it now in remembrance of me After the same manner also, he took the cup. When he had stopped saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. Drink it. And as often as you do it, do it in remembrance of me. now in Jesus name anything trying to deceive you distracts you derail you we curse it now we loose your will from the grip of the devil thank God for it hallelujah Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. I just felt something happen right there. Something broke. Hallelujah. Thank God for it. Thank God for it. Whatever the devil has planned, God just pointed it in Jesus' name. sharing this text, this word from the word of God with a guy that was with me in ministry as a minister. He told me that he didn't uh, accept my interpretation of the text. Then I asked him then, what is the interpretation? He says, obey them that have rule over you. So first of all, somebody has to have a rule over you. Most of you believers out there don't think that. But the Word of God says that. Secondly, the Word of God says that those that have rule over you must give an account of you. If you recognize that a man has to give account to God for you, then you would treat that man, you know, with care. And he warns you in the text that you should be careful how you relate to them so they can give an account with joy and not with grief. I don't know why churches are not teaching the people the word of God and preparing them for eternal life and preparing them for the judgment seat of Christ and preparing them to face the Lord themselves one-on-one. -on -one. 
That is what the Word of God commands. This is an open book test that we are all taking. The judgments are all clearly written. This is why the kingdom of God is not taken over in all the nations of the world because we won't get in order. The kingdom of God works by order. That's why when I confront devils, I don't negotiate because the Lord Jesus won fair and square. He paid for it. There's nothing to negotiate. I just need to be the, under the authority of the Lord Jesus himself, under the authority of the Holy Spirit. And then no demon has a prayer. No, there's nothing to discuss. There's nothing to negotiate. You have to submit. If, it's human beings that don't know. Demons know. Principalities know. The powers know. Who is Lord? <laughs> I love that old Andrew Crouch's song. So everybody got to know who Jesus is. Who Jesus is. Yes. Amen. Are you a man under authority? Are you subservient to spiritual authority? I had a guy that always tells me the priesthood of, of believers. I said, so what? What has that got to do with being under authority and not being under authority? You are a priest unto God. But to men, there are offices given to represent God and represent the kingdom of God on his behalf. That's the way this kingdom is lined up. Are you going to be a rebel or are you going to receive the blessing of being corrected, of being chastised? The number to call is 770-994-3777. The Holy Spirit just gave me a witness that many of you, it's not only that you are rebellious, but you are holding a lot of unforgiveness not just against spiritual leaders, but even among you and your family or friends. And I'm, I'm receiving also that it is you, this lady that I'm talking to particularly. So much turbulence all within, cooking with this and that. You must forgive to be released from the tormentors. You must forgive for God to bring you back into the blessing. You must forgive for the reign of the Spirit to come again and refresh you. The Holy Spirit is saying for me to tell you what you have lost, God will replace, and much more. So let it go so you can enter into a brand new life. That is worth you watching this entire program to hear this word in Jesus' mighty name. Receive. Amen. 770-994-3777. Call today for prayer. Prayer of agreement. Give a testimony if it is you I'm talking to or talking about. Amen. Put your seed in the ground. Support Glorifold USA. We're changing America and taking it back for God. The altars are speaking all over this country. But the grace of God will get to Puerto Rico this year. It's a U.S. territory. And they need a lot of help over there. Amen. Wednesday night Bible study, 7 p.m., two hours every Wednesday night. And then Sunday morning, 10 a.m. until it's a glory ride. And we love hanging in the presence of God. God bless you. We'll continue tomorrow. Apostle, bye-bye.